Hello and welcome to the Macabre Family Podcast. I am your hostess, Stephanie. And finally, after long last. Hello? I have a Hello? guest host with me. <laughs> Hello? It is my mom. Hi! Everyone can uh, <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief that it isn't just me talking to myself today. Oh, thank God. I couldn't listen to another one. Oh, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, things are almost back to normal here. So with a family like ours, though, nothing is ever really normal. No, no. We've had a lot of crashes this month. Yeah. And this weekend we have Easter since we are Greek. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually it's been the last couple of months have been unbearable. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, tell me about it. Yeah. Easter, new beginning. New beginning. Is yeah. that what that means? Um, He's coming back to life, I guess. Or he's a vampire. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You need to go to church. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I bless you. Okay. okay. <laughs> You're one to talk. <laughs> All that crap. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop so, it. Since I know you didn't listen... I I only had 35 minutes left. That's the whole thing, Ma. Uh, <laughs> I thought I had listened. I am so sorry. So if you, um, as listeners, haven't heard episode one of the Coleman Family Murders, pause this here and go back and listen to the first episode. Shit. <laughs> pause. <laughs> so I'll give you a quick catch up, though. Chris okay. Coleman. Actually, I probably have heard this story yeah. anyway. Where we left him, he was sitting in the police station answering questions after his whole family was found murdered in their beds. That's his wife and his two sons. I can't believe people killed their kids. Yeah. He has some splaining to do. Mm-hmm. And that's for more than what happened with his family. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris was sitting in a gray room. And I know if you've seen those like interrogation videos... Where they're yep. sitting in the... In a one-way mirror on the other side. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. I, you know what? I don't... Did they, what show was it? It's not a show, ma. No, 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 no. Oh, this, it was on um, Web of Lies. Web they, of Lies. They showed it, yeah. But, like, interrogation, like, he's in an... It's inter- Yeah, <laughs> He's in an interrogation room. While sitting there, Chris claimed he was cold and asked the detectives for a blanket. Mm-hmm. And if you recall, he had just gotten back from the gym, but you don't recall because you didn't listen. <laughs> no, but he had scratches on his arms. Isn't that why he wanted the blanket? Yes. Yes, he did. All right. He's in a, like a cut off t-shirt and shorts. The only problem was he didn't cover himself over his shoulders like you would if you're cold or, mm-hmm. you know, on his lap for his mm-hmm. legs. He covered his arms where the scratches were, as you said, mm-hmm. like he was trying to cover them up. Cover them suckers up. Don't worry. This did not go unnoticed. Uh, Detective Barlow wouldn't have been in the story, right? (laughs) (laughs) Detective Barlow asked Chris about the scratches and red marks on his arms. Chris claimed he was hitting the pillow on the gurney in the ambulance. Okay. Yeah. Everyone kind of looked at him sideways with that story. How did a pillow? Can't you come up with a better story? Right. Well, he didn't notice the scratches. You would know this if you listened (laughs) until he's sitting, (laughs) sitting in the ambulance. Um, because they brought an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. So and then he, he, he decided was, that's the only time he. Well, a pastor was sitting there like a chaplain mm-hmm. was sitting there with him. And that's when he noticed them. So he started hitting it. 
yeah to come like how did these get here he literally said that to the pastor yeah yeah and then he started banging his hands on the pillow on the pillow okay so if pillows okay. caused it red marks and scratches i think uh, every morning we'd wake up bleeding have, on yeah, our yeah. face <laughs> is that what those wrinkles are from yeah right <laughs> This isn't something they get into much with Chris because I said, as I said in the last episode, he wasn't under arrest. He was just being questioned about his day and all that leading up to the murders. So who called it in? He did. No. So I didn't listen. Yeah, she didn't listen. <laughs> but um, his neighbor was a detective. Okay. And he was getting threatening emails and then threatening letters into his mailbox. Who was the detective? Chris. Chris. Oh, okay. Because Chris worked for Joyce Meyer. The televangelist. Okay. okay. You remember I now? know. I know. I knew I knew this story. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, so he, he called the detective. Yeah. And yep. he was leaving the gym. He's like five minutes away. Can you right. check on my family? I'm worried. Yeah. Because he's been trying to call. And uh, the detective. He like, set it up. Yeah, well, obviously. And I, then obviously. It took him 13 minutes to get home. From and a we'll, two mile. We'll get into why. Because yeah. it's fucking cell phones. They're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, while he was there uh, talking, Chris bragged about his job with Joyce and then raved about her for a while. He had also told them he started a security surveillance company called Executive Innovations. Okay. For someone who was running a surveillance company, he, he couldn't even do it on his own home. He conveniently forgot about all the cameras he put around, around the house to catch the person <laughs> putting the letters in the mailbox. So the person that broke into his house and killed his family, quote unquote, took just the, the box from the security cameras. Oh, not the cameras themselves. No. So he never, he doesn't mention it until they mention it to him. Like, mm -hmm. don't you have security cameras? He's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I didn't catch anything. And they took his word for it. Oh yeah, the box is gone. Oh, they believed. They knew he did it from yeah, the beginning. From the beginning. When uh, they were checking the house and he came home, they said to each other, like, watch what we tell him. We're pretty, you know. Yeah. Pretty sure. Don't say. Don't say anything. Don't give anything yeah, away. Figure it out. Yep. Tara Lintz comes into the conversation, and if you don't remember her, she was uh, Sherry, his wife's best friend, while they were in high school. Okay. So Tara Lintz comes into the conversation. Chris tells the detectives that Chris met Tara through Sherry. Mm -hmm. They had been best friends through high school. They even kind of looked alike. Yes. yes. Pretty dark hair and petite. Yep. And they ended up married. Well. But they did. No. Well, he was married to Sherry, and they never got divorced. Yeah, I Problem know, after strings. she died. Oh, you're getting jumping ahead. Ah, okay. He See, I should have listened. He goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as Chris mentions Tara, officers bring her in for questioning in St. Petersburg, Florida. So as soon as he talks about her, they go and pick her up. Oh, yeah. To question her. Oh, yeah. Chris admitted to some... Uh, phone flirtation but says that there was no affair he didn't want to do that to his kids okay he says he met tara at a conference in florida the one sherry had told him to bring her to because sherry's like hey my friend lives in florida once you bring her yep what chris forgets to mention though is that tara has joined him at the conferences in arizona and hawaii he, so she follows him around after they started their affair chris would fly tara out to all the conferences so they could have rendezvous at these places <sighs> This isn't the something the police would find out right away. If they knew him, I think the rest would have came sooner. Yeah. 
The detectives asked Chris if there were any problems in the marriage and if they ever thought about divorce, you know, the usual questions they No, ask. no, 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 we loved each other. Well, Chris <laughs> tells them that they had problems but got counseling, and now everything was better than ever. Yes, we found the Lord deeper and dark. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. he told them that they were planning a family trip to Disneyland. Little did the detectives know that... Oh, One-way ticket. He had canceled the Disney trip and booked a cruise to the Virgin Islands with Tara. Prior? Yeah. For the killing from the homicide? Yeah. Uh, Seems a little bit yeah. fishy to me. You don't uh, think? Yeah, right. What else? Oh, but it's so stupid. It's just obvious. Like, ugh. What was that? I was listening to something. It was one of the podcasts, and the guy had booked the room for, actually, it was Queen Divas, Killing, killing Queens. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I love them. They're pretty good. And... He booked the room two nights for two people and then told them on the third night it was just for one person. What an idiot. And, and killed his wife off oh the my roof. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> idiot. Stu, it's like, why even bother calling? They don't care how many people are no in the shit, room. right? So he picked a double. Um, what else the police didn't know is that the time that they were also wearing promise rings and talking about marriage. So this is Tara, the girl. Okay. Well, he's married. Yeah. So they're even planning future plans. Oh, yeah. Tara had given Chris a timeline. She told him he had to, you know, be filing for divorce by May. But that couldn't happen. No. Well, the same day. He'd lose his job. But he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. No. But in his brain, he would have. Got a little hairy there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like a hair in my mic. (laughs) He claimed to Tara that he tried to file um, before. By May 5th, but there was some kind of um, misprint or some nonsense and he had to file again the next day. The day he was supposed to file was May 5th. I don't know, so the day his family died. So once the police looked into it, they discovered Chris had never even met with a lawyer. <laughs> Tara was giving the police of Florida. I'm uh, shaking it, my head. Right. Police in Florida, the same, the story of their relationship with Chris in, in a better light, saying that they were in love and they were going to be together and all that. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. When they ask Chris if he's been 100% honest with them, he tells them, quote, yeah, yeah, did my best. He's, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> he sticks with the story that Sherry was alive when he left. They got the har- harder with the questions. Detective Bevan says, what would you say if I told you I don't think she was? Chris replied with, I don't know. I don't know what you, to tell you. I mean, I think she was. I mean, she was. She was laying right beside me. (laughs) Detective Bevinson says, do you think we have the resources and capacity to determine time of death? Chris replied with, yeah, definitely. I see it on TV all the time. So they leave him with that question and the detectives uh, leave the room. As they are gone, Chris gets up and walks like around the room. Yep. And Detective Bevins had left his notebook on the table. Yep. With the notes he had been writing. Right. Chris actually picks it up and looks at it. And he let him know, too. He probably probably was shocked. Yeah. So I think Chris was, like, trying to look and see uh-huh. what the detectives thought. Uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, Detective Bevins was, like, celebrated for this, like, yep. as a tactic. And he's like, I didn't mean to. <laughs> but then he would, he would use it event again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Later on. So, and then Chris was let go. They didn't really have anything to hold him on. Everything, nothing. Is yeah. com- Actually, they just don't have any evidence yet. Yet. Yeah. 
the wake for Sherry, Gavin, and Garrett was held on May 8th at God, the Coleman's Church in Chester, Illinois. I can't. I, uh, yeah. yeah. At the wake, Vanessa, a close friend of Sherry's, and their neighbor was approached by a detective whispering her to not let it show that she thinks Chris is guilty. Like, play it off. Play it off. Yeah. Yeah, smile. Yeah. yeah. Well, not smile, but. Another person. Nothing is wrong. Exactly. Another person at the wake was Kathy LaPlante, who was the executive assistant to David Meyer, who was the husband of Joyce Meyer and also one of Sherry's best friends. When Kathy heard about Sherry's death, she told her husband that Chris did it. (sighs) At the wake, Kathy was approached by Detective Carla Hine, who was working... Um the case as well <laughs> Carla told Kathy she felt that she had more to tell them what she did Kathy had been feeling intimidated by her bosses at the church she was told to pray for Chris and refrain from speculation after the wake she went right to the Columbia police station Kathy told the police quote Sherry told me that if anything ever happened to her Chris did it unquote Kathy also told them that uh, during a fight Sherry told her Chris I'm not going to divorce you. I'll not leave. What are you going to do? Kill me? Quote. Right. So, yeah, she basically is like, yeah, she she had an idea of what's going to happen, I think. After uh, I think. the Coleman's wake and funeral, Sherry's family brought the bodies to a funeral home in Chicago uh, for a visitation, which Chris actually did go to. He did or didn't? He did, did not. After the murders, Vanessa and her son Brandon had set up a mor- memorial in front of the Coleman house. It had balloons and footballs with people so- yeah, like, yeah, things, yeah. as well as a Lego mom and two boys made by Brandon because Gavin and Garrett loved Legos and oh, like a little so note. Cute. Yeah. Now you can be with your mom or something like that. Oh, so cute. One day in May, Vanessa saw Chris walking boxes out of his house. He walked over to the memorial, picked it up and dumped it in the <gasps> trash. What an idiot. Yeah, what an asshole. Yep. At the wake of his family's uh, funeral, or at the wake, uh, he was texting Tara the whole time. Every day he was still continuing the relationship. I just think of um, Nicole up here that got killed on a... a Nicole road. Hughes? No. Yeah. Is, what was her name? Hughes. Hughes was the I last believe, name. I believe. I don't and know. the yeah. cross is still there. Yeah. Owners never took it off. State never took it off. Well, uh, it was her boyfriend's parents' house. I know. Yeah. I know. He was a good kid. Mm-hmm. Devastated after that happened. Because I'm pretty sure we were seniors in high school. You guys were young. Juniors are seniors. Yep. Well, the now that mom brought everybody down. <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, it's been a rough two months. Yeah. Too many, too many people dying in the past, like, two years. Yeah. Yeah. And the last couple of months have been... Rough. Yep. While the funerals and wakes were going on, the detectives were working hard. Major case squad was in uh, and helping out. They took his computer and cell phones. They analyzed the handwriting from the emails, notes, and spray paint on the walls. And guess who? (laughs) Well, one thing they found during the cell phone data was that on the morning of the murders, after Chris talked to the detectives about going to his house, he took a longer way home from the gym. He actually drove past his exit after he talked to the detective, making his five-minute drive a 13-minute one. It's because he wanted somebody else to find him. Of course. Of course. You're the first one to find him. Um, It's usually you. Oh, shit, right? (laughs) Uh, It doesn't really sound like he's worried. 
the yes. uh, they brought in Dr. Michael Baden from New uh, from New York, a forensic pathologist. He is like considered the best of the best. Yep. He has a show on HBO. What's his name? Baden. Baden. Yeah, something like that. Doctor B. B. Yeah. He is considered, like I said, the best of the best. On a conference call with him on May nineteenth, Doctor B gives them his final opinion. Uh, Sherry and the boys were likely killed before 3 a.m., definitely before 5 a.m., closer to 3. As soon as the phone call has ended, they charge Chris with the murders of Sherry Gavin and Garrett Coleman. This is where we're going to take a quick break and hear a little ad from a fellow podcast called Tall Tale Happy Hour. Give them a listen. They are wonderful. Hello, friends. Has curiosity gotten the better of you? Leaving you wondering what could possibly be out there among the stars, or what's lurking in our backyards? Has the enigma of the supernatural intrigued you, consumed your every living thought, or the attraction of the uncanny leaving you questioning all that you have been taught? Well, we can't give you any answers. What we can give you are tall tales. Tune into the Tall Tale Happy Hour on all your major streaming services with new episodes weekly. Give the demons in your walls some quality content to listen to while they steal your thoughts. And remember... A hundred percent of the time, it's probably aliens or just poor research. And we are back. Hello. So what do you think of all this so far? I think he's a dick. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Um, sick. He definitely did it. There's no doubt. I mean, doubt. it's always that word. Yeah. Sick. Sicko. Sicko. Chris has been officially charged with murder now. Well, three murders. He was arrested May 19, 2009 at his parents' home in Chester, Illinois, and charged with three counts of first-degree murder. After lots of delays and pushes to move the trial elsewhere, it began April 25, 2011. It took almost two years to get the trial going. Oh, my God. Pretty sure the trial happened in St. Louis. And he was in jail the whole time? Yes. He didn't make bail? No. Not with murder charges like that. There's no, no way. True. So Sherry's mother and brother sit in the front row, and this is where we find out Chris didn't even contact her family until two days after the murder. <sighs> yeah. And, fa- said, and said, your daughter's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Her father sits behind, I wrote behind them, I guess, that they weren't talking or something. Yeah. Not yeah. Not really relevant, but. Still. Yeah. During the trial, pictures and videos and all that are shown. I am not sure how the family was able to stand being there, but I know that they wanted to be there to make sure that they represent Sherry. Yeah. And her sons, because they're not his fucking sons anymore. That's so sad. And they had to go through probably a lot of pictures, a lot of... Oh, we're going to get into it. Mm. (laughs) Some of the first things they go over are actually the deaths of themselves. A picture of Sherry is shown, and it shows red marks on her neck. Yeah. Uh, Dr. B explains that the ligature shifted as she tried to fight back. She also had a black eye. No hyoid breakage? Oh, I don't know. I'm assuming, yeah, if they knew she was strangled, but right. it showed two red things. Uh, she oh, had a black right. eye that was caused by direct trauma, according to B, Dr. B. He punched. said somebody punched her in the face. Yep. 
because she was in the Air Force. I believe it was the Air Force. Yeah. So she, she, she knew combat, but nobody was going to fight back if it's your husband coming near you first. And then the next thing you know, you're being strangled. Yeah. You know, it's not going to, you're not going to fight. You're not going to initially defend yourself because you're not thinking this guy's going to kill me, but he's your husband. Just like the the children show no signs of struggle because (sighs) it's just their dad sitting on the end of the bed to see them. Oh my God. Right. When asked about How can he even live with himself? Just like uh, Chris Watts. He's still, I know. Is he still alive in prison? I'm sure he's in solitary. If not, they've killed him by now. No, he's still alive. Just hanging. He's mm. preaching to everybody. Mm. Fuck you. Preach this. Yeah. Can you see it now? <laughs> um, Dr. B explains that it happened before 5 a.m. When asked if it could have happened after Chris left for the gym, Dr. B shakes his head no. This isn't even a close call. They had to have been dead before he left the house. For hours. Yeah. This is what. So I'm not going to get into it here, but they were gray. And they were cold to the touch. And when they went to move Sherry, her legs stayed stiff. So she was already in rigor mortis. mortis. Yeah. yeah. Um, what time was it that he came through again? He When he left? Not when he left. When he came back. He called, what's his face, at right. 6.42 a.m. Uh-huh. And the time of death was between 3 and 5 a.m. Yeah. And Chris says he left at 5.30. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And come um, back at six. And this gotcha. is what everybody been thinking. He leaves, and as soon as he out of the, so, what Chris is trying to say is, as soon as he's out of the driveway, like somebody came in and killed him quickly. Yeah. Um. He leaves, and then as soon as out of, he's out of the driveway, he tries to call, doesn't get through because she's been murdered by some stranger. So in the span of three minutes, because he said How he tried he to even call her, think as, he would get away with it. He tried to call her as soon as he left. Why? Okay, if you're gonna wake somebody up. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm leaving. Why like, a phone call? Why a phone call? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To set a timeline. Yep. Which he sucked. <laughs> because where was he when he made that call? In his car? In his car, okay. dri- uh, coming out of the driveway. Okay. So you're so full of shit. If, if anything, he should have been like, yeah, I talked to her. And then I couldn't get out. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ass. They would have proved it wrong, though. Yeah. But even start your story by trying to come up with something better than this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was stupid. And the emails and letters were to get to Joyce, not even to him. But why was he the target? Give me a break. We have the cell phone towers showing uh, how Chris drove around to make sure someone else found the bodies. Oh, nice. Now, let's get into the long list of more things that point to Chris. Detective Carla finds a receipt all the way back to February 9th, 2009. Okay. This was... Three months, two months before. Mm-hmm. The receipt was from True Value Hardware Store for Rust-Oleum Apple Red spray paint. The okay. spray paint that is spray painted all right. over. Yep. The same exact spray paint and color that was on the walls of the Coleman house and on the blankets of one of the boys. Because, you know, he wrote on one of his son's uh, blankets, fuck you. It, appear, it appears that Chris brought this in preparation of his plans, but he claimed it was for a Nerf gun target. Um, you bought it in February. Are you going to shoot Nerf guns in the snow? Okay. This is Illinois. I okay. live there. I know. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of snow. Uh, the finding of this would help the case that was already building against Chris. Clearly, I have no intention of being secretive of how... What the heck was that? 
That's the timer. All it's right. a busy time of year. <laughs> We're going to pause Easter real time. quick because she's got to get her bread. So, yes, her, her bread uh, is looking good, everyone, if you were worried. <laughs> so she checks her bread and then she turns the TV off. <laughs> She's going to stop and watch TV. I'm like, I want to watch Ghost. The BBC version, folks. And uh-huh. If you haven't seen it, it's really good. It's pretty funny. I love it. I'm telling you, you have to watch Our Flag Means Death. It's on HBO, too. It's a what is it called again? Our Flag Means Death. Our Flag Means Death. It's called HBO it's, Max? Yeah, it's about okay. Steed Bonnet, the gentleman pirate. He, it's so it's true set back in... 1700s. Okay. So Steed... No, no, we're going on a tangent, but whatever. Okay. So Steed... Um, Left his family. Yeah. And um, bought a boat because he was a wealthy. Yes, he was wealthy. He paid his um, crew wages, which was unheard of. Yeah. And he, As a pirate? Yeah. Yeah. And he started hanging out with Blackbeard. So, so what did he do? Is it a true story? Based. Based. Uh, it's based on real pirates, but the story is like <laughs> the two pirates fall in love. It's, 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 it's like the so Johnny good. Depp version of Blackbeard. <laughs> oh, except for it's a, I can't, I can't say his name, but he's so him. I'll have to watch it. Just, the guy that plays Blackbeard and, and they're New Zealand. The two main characters are yeah. from New Zealand, so yeah. they have that accent. Yeah. It's great. Watch it. It's the number one show right now. Okay. Good. I always try him anyways. Yeah. So I know Chris did it. You know Chris did it. He's evil. Uh, obviously. So. Do they dub him a psychopath? Uh, Honestly, I don't know. Is no? it family annihilator is what you'd call him. Yeah, but there's got to be some. His intentions were, well, we'll get into that anyways, okay. but. So Joyce Meyer did a videotape deposition explaining what she wasn't aware of the affair. She told them in the video that the affair definitely would have affected his job, but divorce would not. If they would get divorced and it came out, it was because of the affair. He would have lost his job. Right. So Joyce right. goes on to say that it was noticed that he was tense and being unattentive around April. So, I mean, I guess if you're planning a murder of your whole family, you're going to have, you know, your brain's going to be a little off. A little off. So. Well, it sure wasn't using it, trying to set it up so we wouldn't get away with it. Right. Um, Tara Lentz comes to the stand and to tell her story and show everyone what is on the phones. At first, Tara refused to come and testify. But she was then ordered by a judge in St. Petersburg to go. So she showed up wearing a small gold cross and a promise ring on her finger. <laughs> According to Ron Coleman, Chris's father, Tara had reached out to them after the murders looking for forgiveness and telling them she was born again. <sighs> so fucking stupid. Okay. Um, the ring, Thank the you, promise honey. ring. Yes, please. Her and Chris bought each other them. The crosses. So she, the no, promise rings, I knew that. Yeah, so she's wearing the promise ring on the okay, fucking Okay, what about stand. the little cross? Oh, it's because she's born again. Oh. Give me a fucking break. Oh. Why so, did you need to be born again if you're just having an affair? Did she know something about it? Makes you so wonder, So a born right? again Christian, I imagine you see no evil. Oh, yeah, who knows? Because Chris was born again. His parents were born again pastors. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's... It's just following into suit. Yeah. Um, I think she was holding out hope that he would be found not guilty. Mm. I mean, ring, wearing the ring on the fucking stand. Would you want him, lady? You're next. Yeah, right. That's just, you're an idiot. Well, sitting on the stand, her answers were quick, matter of fact, and it it, uh, was said she kind of seemed snippy. She told the court that the affair didn't start until December. She also told the court that Chris professed his love for her and her of him. When asked how often they communicated, she said all the time, constantly. 
On May 4th, they talked and texted late into the evening, which is the day before. Uh, Chris told her uh, there was a typo in the divorce papers and they would be ready for her on May 5th. Okay, so Sherry's the only one that knows that, I mean, excuse me, that thinks the divorce is happening. No, Tara. Tara? Chris told Tara that um, he was supposed to present... um, Divorce the, papers on, on May fourth. Fourth, but that was the day before the murders. Yep. Chris told her there was a typo, and they would be presented on May fifth, mm-hmm. which was the murders. There's the typo. Yeah, the typo was his family. Mm. He found another way to be with Tara and take out his past lives, and that seems to happen a lot when it comes to family annihilators. They're trying to take out their past and their baggage to start a new life. Chris Watts, though. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Watts. Okay, so you remember him? It yes. just happened. Yeah. People yep. call this like the Chris Watts before Chris Watts. Right, right. But, I mean, this family needs to be have their own story. They don't need to be compared no, to that. No, uh, Chris, it was the same thing. Chris was in a new relationship, wanted out. I just don't. Uh, Fucking leave. Leave. Is there any, well, of course, usually when there's a woman family annihilator, it's because of yeah. baby blues or Yeah, postpartum, depression. but like. Women family matters don't take out the husband. How often do you... If they're going to do That's all that... That's too funny. Okay. If they're going to do all that, they'll take out themselves yeah. too. It's yeah. a, it would be a whole thing. But I guess I didn't think about this one. <laughs> women, women don't take out their family. Like I know. Susan well, I, Smith, I was, you remember that one? Yeah, it was the kids. I was trying to think of... I can't remember. What the, woman that could be comparable for what this. this gentleman did. Yeah. Oh, my God. I said gentleman. Yeah, he's not just an asshole. There we go. Kid. It's because I oh said gentleman God. pirate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, it, you're right. It, you can't think of one. No. They take out their kids because it's a lot of time postpartum, stuff right. like that. Right. But think of, they take out their husband? No, the husband's usually left. Was it know? Amanda Knox? And, is it Amanda? No, no, Amanda uh, Knox was the, the college girl. Yeah. Uh, no, like Susan Smith. I can't think of the other one that uh, drowned her babies in the tub. It was like five, five babies, yeah. yeah. Like <sighs> aging from five to an infant. It's just, oh, you gosh. gotta wonder, yeah, what's going on. Yeah, she came up, I think, for parole or something oh, like Jesus. that. Jesus. Like, I'm sorry, I, I understand that. You can only accept going. so much. Yeah. Terrence? And then I think, you know, a lot of times I believe, I don't want to say people around should be charged, but I think they should be held responsible to a certain extent well like i always say and mental health is not your problem but it is your responsibility as far as yourself yeah well absolutely that's what but i mean if you've already gone too far mm-hmm. and people around you are noticing this and not, nobody says anything it's, it turns a blind eye it's the same as addiction which is also mental health true mental uh thing, but somebody well, you like see, i said you, it, it needs to be needs to be intervened no we, we are as a country oh, i was I talking know. to hunter okay. about this yep um opioid deaths in teens 14 mm-hmm. is 18 or mm-hmm. 19 mm-hmm. have gone up 92 mm-hmm. percent in the past two years that's almost 100 percent people and guess what people overdoses were more than the covid took and so in states that may uh weed is legal maine colorado mm-hmm. washington mm-hmm. those deaths have gone like down, down 20 yep. 20 something percent yep. so smoke weed everyone yep 
calms your it down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Especially if you're cooking Easter dinner for 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just need me a little pick-me-up every once in a while. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did that fall in? No, no. Oh, no, my God, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, boy, everybody would be in a good mood. <laughs> so, Tara's testimony was quick and painful. Uh, even on the stand, you can still she, see she still uh, has dreams of the future for Chris. Yeah. After she got down She's off the stand. a little defensive, too. Huh? Yeah. Uh, off the stand. Next came up, Ken, would you, too, which you, nope, not gonna. It's definitely Polish, maybe. Wojciechowski. It's W-O-J-T-O-W-I-C-Z. Yeah. Where? Right here. I'm just going to call him Ken. Wojciechowicz. Wojciechowicz. Oh, yeah. So he's a police officer. Okay. For the Columbia Department Training Computer Forensics. He's there. Mr. W. Yeah, Ken. Let's Ken. call him Ken. Okay. Ken. Um, he's there to talk about the phones and computers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken projects mm-hmm. photos to the court. Pictures of Chris and Tara kissing, being all dressed up. All now, going who, night out. who did this? Yeah, oh, officer. So they. Ken, yeah, they went through their phones. Went through their phone. Oh, okay. So this is pictures sure of Chris and followed. Tara, like being a couple. Yep. Chris kissing Tara's cheek, Tara biting Chris's cheek. When asked if it was all of them, Ken replies, no, there are several hundred images of them like being a couple. Yep. Yep. It was revealed that on top of all the lovey-dovey photos, there were dirty ones too. I was just going to ask if, they, if they're if doing like a kiss on the cheek, they're kissing every place else oh, and yeah. taking pictures. Too. So I've been married for six years in June. Okay. I don't Congrats. think I have that many photos of me and Nathan. <laughs> several hundred and I've been married for this. No. I think no. I, I have that many photos with Whitney. <laughs> uh, for sure. Because when we go out, you, you wake up in the morning, you look at your phone, you're like, oh, oh shit. that is about 70 photos of us. Uh, instead of showing the photos, Ken is tasked to describe them. And lucky for you, mom, and all you dear listeners, I have those descriptions. Oh, yes. Picture nice. one shows Chris Coleman in the shower naked, showing his genitals. Oh, she missed them. So, showing his dick and balls. That, Picture that. two is Chris Guys, Coleman taking... Guys, we really don't like don't it. Know. No, no dick pics, please. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, Chris is taking a bit- picture in the mirror, showing his dick and balls again. They're not attractive. Stop sending pictures of your dick. Look. Nobody likes it. We can make them out of clay. What's the big shit. deal? If, you, if we can go to a store and buy one... You got a problem. <laughs> you can't buy boobs. You can't buy pictures of boobs. But uh, peanut—that was always a joke with me and Whitney when we were single. It's like, oh, I got a dick pic. You want to see it? <laughs> so any, so all you men out there, if you're sending pictures like that to your your girl yeah. you're seeing, she's showing all her friends. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah. You better believe it. We used to say, uh, no more dick pics. I just want pictures of cats <laughs> or like cat, funny cat videos. So no dick pics, cat pics. It was always a joke. <laughs> um, so next is two pictures of Chara. She's showing her butt and then her boobs. See, if I'm a, I would rather see that boobs and a butt of a lady. Yeah. Than, 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 a, I, man. than a man. Well, thank it's you. It's all hairy there. Ew. It, well, they shave it half the time, but it's still not pretty. I should, you know, shave, <laughs> shaving my legs is right. <laughs> I don't want to go over. So there's videos. 
and I don't want to go over what's in the videos. Okay. But just put it this way, um, most of the videos had blacked out portions. Okay. So he yeah. was... A lot of movement. Of himself. Oh. For her. Uh. And then him, like, uh. commentating it. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so there uh. you go. It was a long-distance relationship, so they had to use each other's imagination. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. Oh, my God. So you guys can use your all, your imagination about this. Um, she asked Connie so, Karen about her neighbor when she lived down in Massachusetts. I don't want to do that. We're going to take a quick break, everyone, I, and we're going to ask my Annie Karen about her neighbor. No! <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> And we're back, and I was told the story, and no, you don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it for Annie Karen. She tells it a lot better anyways. Yeah, I'll have her answer so she can tell her disgusting story. Is that pretty, it's pretty gross, isn't it? If that happened now, we'd be in jail. I don't even remember. I want to say she did at some point, you know, say, hey, it's, there was nothing, you know, she called the cops anyway, just yeah. to say, I know there's nothing I can do. He would because, be a pedophile now. Well, not a pedophile. Yeah, no, he's a sex like, offender. Why? He was in his own house. Yeah, but if he's directing that thing towards people. No, he was just, the bed is like in the in an apartment. The bed Why was, can't you just shut your curtains? He didn't want to. Exactly. It was like, she. can you imagine what he did? Scheduled. He, dog he goes out, at, dog comes in, he light would, uh, goes on, light goes off. He would look, he seems like he would be a peeper. Right? <laughs> what, mm-hmm. Waiting for is so disgusting. So me and me and Susan and uh, Sue. Suzanne, you know, she should have done. Just take a, a flash, like she's yeah, taking right. a picture. <laughs> sure. well, but yeah, but he that wouldn't you know say, come on, do it more. <laughs> it was disgusting. So this is a pretty That's wild case so far. Okay, yes. It doesn't seem like they were hiding too much stuff with it on his phone and computer. Like, right? I'm a nosy. That's bitch. so stupid. I'm nosy. I would have found it if it was me. I would have thrown the phone somewhere. He's an idiot. Shut it off. Take the battery out. Did she it. did find out because she, oh, t- she sure. told her friend. She's like, you want to see who my husband's having an affair with? She figured sure. it out. She wasn't that stupid. I wish she would have left him, but it would have been lovely. She didn't want to. She, she wanted to hold out. She just wanted uh, to be with him because, you know, when you're born again, you can't divorce. This isn't wrong. So stupid. But next we have the emails that started this whole level of fear that we're feeling in the Coleman house. Mm-hmm. They were able to find out that those emails were created from Chris's laptop. So he was the one sending the emails to himself. And he's stupid not to go to the library and do it? Yeah, his IP address and stuff. The defense tried to say that there was some hacking, but you like you can't hack something if it's off. He's like, this <coughs> can't be a break. Yeah. There no was way. also DNA evidence found under Sherry's fingernails, mm-hmm. but it was inconclusive, so, but it couldn't rule him out. It couldn't yeah, 100% she- say it was him, but it couldn't say it wasn't. Wasn't they living together? Yeah. Like, so it How was. How much can they consider? It um, was enough to say that it was part uh, of his, like, it skin was. Skin or. Whatever. It was either him or somebody in his family. Yeah. So it could have yeah. been the boys, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it was like a familial match, if you will. Yeah. But that wasn't enough for, like. Yeah, you know, they didn't have enough uh, bars. Yeah. Or what do they call them? Handwriting experts came to testify on the mm-hmm. uh, writing on the letters, the spray paint, and how the emails were worded. 
one of the first things he says about the writing on the walls was so inconsistent. It seemed like they were trying to disguise it. So like writing with your left hand, stuff like that. Right. And the wording uh, of the emails and letters were similar to how Chris wrote. And there was, I forget, but like a misspelling Mm -hmm. of the same word in the emails, the letters, and then in Chris's personal things. Consistent. Like it's like a, a weird right. misspelling, no. yeah. Well, or a weird turn of phrase that he was using. I think using. they caught somebody else doing that, too. Everything uh, points to him. So the jury goes out to deliberate. Five people were afraid there might be reasonable doubt. Okay. Because um, just it, five. Initially, it was going to be a death. So reading. Yep. Death, uh, sent, uh, death, whatever trial. Yep. In the end, though, the judge is the one that came up with the. And they took the death. They took death off the table to make yeah. it life. In well, the ju- the just the judge was the one that decided his sentence. sentence. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times too, I think that holds a lot of people back. Yeah, you and know, people are they don't want to be the ones that you know send somebody to death. No, uh, that so they Let were there was five people as a holdout kind of. Yep. Uh, that was until a juror picked up a photo of Tara and Chris. Uh huh. And like just was looking at it, flipped it over. On the back of the photo was the date. And that photo was taken in October, two months before Tara had testified that the affair had started. So the jury was like, well, she's lying about this. Right. Right. What else, what else is lying she lying about? about? Or everybody. Right. Chris was the one that said it, too. So the jury came back with guilty on all three counts. Chris got Yay. sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. He would appeal this, but the judge would uphold the original sentence. In 2019, the judge granted an evidentiary hearing, but in July 2020, that same judge denied an appeal for a new trial. He, the evidentiary hearing was saying that... There's more evidence. I think it was the evidence that they used to convict him wasn't... They didn't... Because the, the date tag there. wasn't set in evidence, but the photo was. Yeah. The yep. judge was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Circum- I mean, stupid stuff. Yeah. Chris is in jail and has to face what he did for the rest of his life, thankfully. He, so he got all three, but was he just, it was all in one trial or did yeah. he get tried separately? No, all one group. So together. he didn't get consecutive three years. I mean, three life term sentences. No, he, well, he doesn't have parole, so he's in there forever. Right. Um, he, it just sounds better because even if it's three life terms. Yeah. But he I mean, ain't living past the first one. No. Um, he, he could have just left leaving. His mm-hmm. family would have been better than that. Like abandon your family. Right. Like, I know leave. it sounds harsh, but abandon them. If just you, be, if you don't want to be there, like, just leave them. It's like. Don't, don't, no, no it? return, no uh, change of address. Just take off. In the, in the animal kingdom, if the children can't survive, the parents kill them. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, this is, yeah. This is stupid. It's like, don't, don't. We're not them. animals, people. Just abandon your family. It's as simple as that. Just, it's nobody. If your like the option is kill them or take off, just take the fuck off. That is not not abandoning them or killing them people <laughs> like, no, um, no exactly he, exactly i mean I he just, could have went down lived with tara in florida and just pretended like his family didn't exist in a yep, story yep so yep do you think after all of this him being charged with murder in jail forever um his family stopped talking no of course not pastor ron coleman and i'm gonna say pastor again because i want to remind everyone ron claims to be a man of faith Mm-hmm. He claims his son's innocence. He said that an affair is not motive for murder. I'm going to have to disagree because I do this 
for a while now, and, and I've been researching for a while. Most of that's, the time, it is. That's a, an affair's motive. People uh, do that all the time. I want to say it's not okay. No murder's okay. Thirty percent. Anyway, but people kill for stupider shit. Give me a fucking break. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he goes on to say, "Quote: Terror was just meeting a need at the time Sherry wasn't taking care of." Well, I mean, every man has his desires and every man has to be respected. It's built into every man. If your wife doesn't respect you, then you're going to find respect somewhere else. Okay, so let's Unquote. kill her. He's gross. He's gross. That is he so said ridiculous. this about his daughter-in-law who was murdered. Oh, that's after right. Her that's death. that guy. It's her his it's Chris's oh dad. Oh my god. His son murdered his own grandsons and it's like he doesn't care at all. All right, so, maybe he ought to go in with them. To well, you just go show the train of thought. That, yeah, the thought. You know, the mentality. Could, or, I mean, yeah, it's fucking where weird. his psychopath came from. They sat in the in the room watching his son take videos of himself jerking off. They, Who did the parents during court? They sat there watching. Oh my it. god! Can you? I would excuse <laughs> myself for that part. I would fuck that. Sorry, ma'am. You have to watch this. Like, I don't want to watch it. It's you like, have to watch. I and he he was he's it. saying that his affair was okay. He's like, yeah, no, it's fine. He's a born again Christian. He shouldn't be fine. But I don't know. I'm not a born again. I'm they're, a Christian. They're like, no divorce, but you cheat on your wife. It's fine. Yeah, but you can get an annulment, sir. In December 2012, the bodies of Sherry, Gavin, and Garrett were exhumed and relocated to Sherry's hometown just outside of Chicago. Chris's family tried to file and stop this. They claim they had a right to be near their grandsons, even though it seems they didn't fight for them at all. A at ju- all. A judge saw through their bullshit and denied the request to leave them. And the judge let Sherry's family take them. Nice. The judge said that the person convicted of their murder doesn't need to have any more control of his victims than he already did. Plus, guess where Chris's grave would have been? Right next, yeah, right right next, next to, to his them. wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they were able to be moved and Chris... And his eternal snap is all by himself. He's not going to be buried there. Going to be buried in hell. There you go. (laughs) God Uh, will not forgive you for the sins you have done. That is it uh, for episode folks. Like I said, Chris Kate Coleman paid the price for his crimes and he's sitting in jail. And I hope his family haunts him every day. It's a lot of Chris, uh, Chris family annihilated. Right? Oh my god. I, I didn't even put that together. Do not name your children Christopher. Ah. Sorry. I'm going to name my kid Christopher just to fuck with you now. <laughs> He's not sleeping over. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you. Christ. Chris. Sounds familiar, right? Like Christ and Chris. Chris and Christ. Right. Thank you all for listening this week. And good news we will be back to our regular schedule. So new, new episode will be out next week. I'm uh, excited to get back to some kind of normal schedule, even though I'm far from normal. How Maybe a little bit of normalcy yeah. lately. Help I my feel brain. A bit nice. Um, I have a very special episode coming down the pipe at some point soon with Katie, Nathan's sister. Oh, nice. And I have plans to do a lot more with family members you guys haven't heard from yet. So that would be lovely. D stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. D really wants to. Oh yeah. I got to find one that I think will be good for her. I think it's yeah. going to be something witchy. Yeah. Don't witchy forget to follow us on all our socials. Facebook and TikTok are both the Macaw Family Podcast. Instagram is Macaw Family. You can email us at macawfamilypod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E-F-A-M-I-L-Y-P-O-D at gmail.com. Also, 
No, stick around, right? <laughs> Please rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Thank you. And as always, stay spooky. Bye. Bye.